<laughs> Fun and positive conversations. Welcome to Lifetime Live, uh, darling. How are you doing? Oh my sweetness! <laughs> oh so my bright. sweetness! The ha- the other half or third, or I don't know how many you are of the betters. I'm fine. I'm super angel. And you'll be like rushing off from here because you're working upstairs at our sister or brother station. Yes, I work for Mozuring FM. I'm on drive time three to six uh, with the incredible LTK mm. and producer Tapelong Guda. So we know we're special that you made time for us because you should be going through scripts right now, but you're here. But I think everybody is special in every sense. And um, I was getting asked, are you not coming into work for people that don't understand the dynamics? Yeah. And I'm like, no. I'm still going to work. The thing is, when you have many eggs in your basket, you have to use those eggs. Yeah. And I'm just that person. I try to take the time that I have to be able to do the many things that I'd like to do. I don't want to limit myself because life is so short. Mm. And if you don't maximize on the gifts that God has given you, then I think you fall short of really living. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, no one has just got one talent. We are all multi Exactly. But people say, ah, but why do you do so many things? It's like, why not? Yeah. Why are we why conditioned not? to think, you would say, if you do one thing and that's how life is supposed to be prescribed. It's yeah. not like that. It's quarter past two here on Lifetime Live, talking to Rifilwe Mudisele. So you're South African model and marketer, but you're best known for being the first albino model to appear at David Tyler's show. That was the first runway show in South Africa. Yeah. So you created history there. My actual modeling career started in 1999. You were 13. I was 13 years old when I started. I was in 1999. My first five-page editorial was with Y Magazine. So that was the start of my actual career, was in 1999 at age 13. But I wasn't aware that that's exactly what, what, what God was going to do with me, mm. um, that he was going to create that as a purpose for my life and what was coming, you know, ahead. Mm. So yeah, he's the first designer in South Africa to showcase me. Mm. So that was in 2005 when I did um, the runway show. But I had done runway before that for uh, L'Oreal Mezzani, uh-huh. but he just ha- so happened to be the first designer to have me on a runway. Yeah, and, and we, I mean, in the intro, I'm saying the first albino model, but how do you describe yourself? Because, you know, we, we understand that, you the know, the PC term of Exactly. It. Are you a person with albinism? Are yeah. you an albino? What, how do you, what's the correct way of saying it? The correct way of saying it is person with albinism okay so not albino because Mm. albino is a very derogatory term it's like a black person being called the k-word and that's how i often liken it is that albino very often has yeah exactly albino has has got a stigma that is attached to it Mm. that people do not understand nor know the history Mm. of it in terms of animals being called that animals with no pigmentation Mm. are also called that so it's like, let's mm. move away from that. Albino is not who I am. I live with a condition that is albinism. Mm. So I think, I think just the narrative needs to change behind that and to help kids understand that you're not definitive of what society wants to box you into. Yeah. yeah. So let's rewind back to Soweto where you were born and, and raised and then you moved to, yeah. uh, was it Orange, Orange, Orange Grove, Grove yes. after that? Yes. But in Soweto being a township, you know, and, and the history that it has in terms mm. of discrimination and coming from apartheid, mm. what was it like for you growing up with albinism? 
You know what? I think for me, I, as a child, I was not aware of what is around me. Mm. But obviously, from going into the streets and people calling you names, like, oh, you know, um, Leswafi, you know, or, you know, why, why are you, why are you white looking? Did your mother have an affair with the white man? You know, why is that? It's a very difficult thing because you're in, 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 in a typically black society. Mm. People are brown skin all around you and there you stick out like a sore thumb. So I, I wasn't really aware or made to kind of feel aware about it because at home um, I had a lot of love. I had a lot of honing around me and I guess a lot of protection. Yeah. So I was more cognizant of it when I stepped outside of the home. Mm. And only to find that, you know, the difficulty came in because kids would make comments about me and I would have to go back to my mom and, and ask her, why are these people saying this? You know, so it's it's difficult in the sense that you are a black person who is living in a white person's body. You have to accommodate both sides of race mm. because you cannot shy away from the fact that you do look like the embodiment of something that does exist you're not it mm. but yet at the same time you have your black heritage you know you're black you have to try and convince people that you are black and for white people they still actually don't kind of sort of don't accommodate you because you don't really hit the nail on the head and for a black person it's like no actually you don't really qualify so it's, it's, it's both sides of the coin, which is very difficult in the sense of your mind frame from birth has to adjust mm. to living, trying to live the best of both worlds. Yeah. Because I cannot say it's the worst. I have to say it's the best. I have to create an ideology that works for me. Hmm. And that that is incumbent of the fact that I always say that God has a beautiful sense of humor. He brought me on this hmm. earth to teach people how to be tolerant i'm not the context of what society wants to put out there i am the definitive of what heart and spirit and your character speaks for mm. beyond what is your exterior and what the world wants to paint you as yeah and I mean, when we say what the world wants to paint you as, we mm. know that you've done the, you know, the modeling thing. But there's yes, also I'm been... Africa's first successful model with Elmer Please, <laughs> can we just put that on the table? Yeah, let's... I'm the first in the continent, but there's more that defines Rafilia beyond that. Yeah, because yeah. there's advertising as well that you've done. A lot of people don't know that um, I actually was in corporate for about seven years. So I started I working. I can't even imagine you in corporate. <laughs> <laughs> I was great at corporate because I, I, I'm an intelligent person. You know, um, and I think the thing is for me, because of the ethos of being in academia, I come from an academic home. Mm. Um, it was very important to kind of follow the pattern of you go to school, you finish mm. your studies, you get a job, you mm. know. So, so, so my late dad was very, very hell bent of just academia. And unfortunately, he didn't get to see that part of my life because he passed away when I was 11 years old. But, you know, with that being said, my mother carried it through in terms of the discipline of children who do things by the book. But I guess we kind of sort of broke the rules yeah. because from my corporate life, I mean, I was a new business development manager. I've been a junior marketing manager. I've been a TV production manager. And this is all within seven years of corporate, mm. basically. And I kind of shifted out of that because I do have a heavy creative side as well. I've always been an artistic baby. And, you know, I then ventured into the various facets. This is what people don't understand is that mm. while a corporate career, I was doing entertainment. 
Yeah. You know, it was the modeling. It was the the profiling uh, with the media interviews that kind of um, created my love for talking and landed me up in in, in being a, a part of a three-way panel or mm. talk show host space. Um, you know, radio host right now um, opened up channels for me to become an MC, to become an inspirational speaker, yeah. to become an albinism activist, to become an actress. Um, so I've got many, many hats under my belt. Absolutely. Um, which I continue to explore. We'll continue to explore some of those hats as well after this. It's 22 minutes past two o'clock. Stay with us here on Lifetime Live chatting to Refilwe Mudisele. Fun and positive conversations. On SFM, leading the conversation with Refilwe Mudisele, uh, South African model, actress, businesswoman, uh, <laughs> activist, a whole lot of different things. Uh, we're chatting to her here uh, on uh, Lifetime Live. My name is Asanda Beda. If you've just joined us, those numbers to call 0891-104-207, SMS 40938 at 1 per SMS. Let's welcome Mirastas from Vitbank. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, and thanks. And you. Great. Do me Good. Yes, we're very proud of you. You're doing extremely well. Thank you and so much. And let me tell you something, much. because I like to be controversial most of the time. Mm. In my world, there is no such thing that I will call a person is living with albinism. You are a feeler. Mm-hmm. If I know you mm-hmm. as a model, I'll say refiller the model. Mm. In my world, there is no black, there is no white. You are mm. our sister and very proud of you. Thank you very much and continue with the hard work. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rastas, you know? for your call. And I think a lot of people actually also say that, and I yeah. understand the context of what he says, but at the same time, you must understand that when I started out, I started out in a time period where there was no reference mm. to what I was doing. So it was very important for me to highlight that mm. in the beginning of my career, though, you know, the narrative does change, you know, because beyond just my albinism, I am a person, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, it's that thing of preaching a, mes- a message that says that I'm very proud mm. of who I am. I'm not going to take that away. I'm not going to disregard that God made me that way. Yes, we like to categorize things. Mm. But, you know, with, with, with that being said, it kind of shines a light for some child out there that is not knowledgeable. Yeah. Because very often, often people look at me and they say, okay, did she bleach? I'm like, no, honey. Oh, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You even need to think of that. Exactly. There's a lack of education already yeah. around albinism. So I hear what he's saying. There's two sides of that coin. And, you know, beyond that, I mean, there is a time when I was just like, oh, you know, can we, can we kind of, you know, move away from the label? Because yes, Refilwe does do a lot of things. She is a person of many hats or many facets. I'm an explorer. Mm. I'm a doer. I'm, I'm a person that loves to take challenges on and doesn't want to fall short of anything that she wants to do in her life according to God's will. What do you do when you feel tired, when you are, your energy sources are a bit depleted? I sit on the couch and I cuddle up to myself <laughs> while my family's around, probably my mom and my sisters as well. Um, I just I shut down here. And I mm. keep quiet. When I don't want anything and I'm tired, I I just become a complete silent refilwe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important to take that time off sometimes. You know what? I learned that um, very often because of my big personality, people assume that I'm always going to be like that. I'm like, no, there are moments where you just need to keep quiet. Mm. The older you grow, 
the more you learn to be still within yourself and yeah. silent moments are very important it doesn't mean sometimes that you are that there's something wrong it just means that you you need moments to put your thoughts together or yeah. either hear something greater or divine that's being sent to you in your spirit absolutely mtandegi and kronstad welcome to lifetime live mtandegi how are you fine thanks and you i'm okay i'm just i'm just so thrilled by the uh, your guest there filo yeah oh ngabonga mtandegi yeah you see filo you remind me there's another lady with albinism mm-hmm. acting in Zanzi, um, Africa. Uh, are you not talking oh, about M- Michelle? Speaking as Zulu. Oh, okay. Oh. Her family supporting us. That particular movie, mm. it inspires me so much. And I'm so grateful to hear people like yourselves, really, mm. creating hope to our people and dismissing some of the negativities in our society. Mm. Mm. I think keep on doing very great work for our people, especially Thank young you ones. Thank you so much. Thank you I so much. I so much. It's a very, very oh. positive life you yes. are putting ex- really out there. Yeah, Bonga. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate your call, Ntandegi. Thanks, Abanda. Do you ever feel like there's so much pressure on you than to be that role model? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say there's so much pressure to be a role model. In general, the entertainment industry has its own pressures. Yeah. Because people have an ideology of what they think you are or they have their own ideas of the person you should be mm. and for me i've always been hell-bent on being myself and being real if you see me as a role model that is your prerequisite that is your choice mm. it is not something that i will say out loud that i'm going to be a role model no i feel like people are the one that adorn you mm. and that see something in you um beyond just you know what <laughs> i don't know yeah. how to put it <laughs> beyond all of that you yeah. know so um the pressure of being a role model is not the pressure of being a role model i think my pressure is just to answer to my god yeah yeah that's a great 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 one i can so relate to that yeah so family and on the topic of that you're quite close with your sisters extremely everyone who knows you knows extremely. that extremely the mudisele <laughs> sisters are just on fire darling. yeah and then having lost your dad at, yeah. at age 11 do you yeah. think that that was you know a contributing factor to you guys being so close it is a contributing factor because my mother was very hellbent on raising kids that don't have a unity amongst each other She's very solid in who she is and saying that when I'm not here one day I don't want to ever come from my grave and haunt all of you <laughs> for not keeping it together because that's not how I taught you guys to be apart. I didn't mm. teach you guys to be apart. I've taught you guys to be a unit. I've taught you to understand each other and to be there for each other because we always say that beyond you know everybody there's that is exterior to to our lives mm. all we have is each other yeah and that's a beautiful thing to all have we with. have is each other you know and losing a father is it's 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 heartbreaking but i mean you know um praise the lord that my mom played both roles mother and father on her own struggling to raise three children that now pave away you know mm. that is that is just of light and success and love 
Okay, we're going to take news headlines and continue with our chat. Rifilwe Mudisele joins us here in studio at Lifetime Live. Let's go to Utsile Saku now. Fun and positive conversations. Talking to Rafilwe Mudisele here on uh, Lifetime Live. Beyond the Spotlight uh, is our feature that we are featuring her under SFM leading the conversation. I'm Asanda Peter. So legit happening in 2012 and you being... Oh, man. I think that that was every ultimate girl's dream. You know, I think most of girls in the industry or that really wanted to... To aspire to, Legit, to become a an fashion ambassador. brand, for those who don't know, it's yeah. a clothing store. That your sister was also... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Zizobeto, a bit that beta, was also one Trade. of the ambassadors. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. My apologies. But Zizobeto, Noni Gasa, Bonang Mateba, Menentla Jamini, the list is so endless of the incredible women that were a part of this brand. Yeah. And also to be named, you know, amongst them as well, your Sade Gilbertis. It it you know what that's that's what set the standard in terms of a voice that was out yeah. there doing that campaign because it was such a fresh campaign though, I remember. Listen, it redefined a lot of things. Because yeah. first of all, that was a brand that took a huge risk in terms of the traditional context of what people want to do. And they said, mm. you know what? We're not going to go with the ideology of what people want. Let, let's give them something with a different flavor, but yet that speaks to a lot of people out there mm. that are not spoken for. So it was just not about my albinism. It was also introducing South Africa's first, I mean, South Africa's first model with albinism. It was an introduction of being a woman with color. Mm. Not only, you know, yes, I have no pigmentation, but being a woman of color, being a black woman, Mm. you know, it was a conversation of being a woman with color, being the character that I am, the personality that I am, Mm. being a woman with, with, with many sides of her coin. Yeah. Yeah. And then went in, uh, going into Oprah's list uh, for 2013. Listen, being one of the. 15, let's get it right. Yeah. Top 15 most powerful women yeah. locally and, and internationally. internationally. Hello. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there were about six in the country at the time. So, um, when they, so, they get, so you get the phone call and what are they saying to you? You know what? I got, I got the email. Mm. And I thought, no, this must, you must be kidding me. This is a joke. (laughs) I ran to the kitchen and I showed my mom. I said, mom, please listen to what I'm reading to you right now. (laughs) And then she just dropped everything. And she said, what? And she said, what? And I said, what? And I started crying. (laughs) And I was like, wow. God's grace is just incredible when he just decides to... Mm shower you and it was at a very difficult time when a lot of hard things were happening in my life and just to get that confirmation that says baby girl keep working Mm. was everything to me i didn't have to meet oprah but somewhere somewhere out Mm. there she she might have gotten a glimpse or known or somebody might have whispered something to her that there is this person you know i think she's quite a hands-on person she does probably know who you are Look, I was just she happy for the some. acknowledgement because it says that I was making strides in my specific yeah. industry 
all around the world that there is an impact because at the time that I came out um, with with you know being South Africa's first model with albinism and then moving to Africa's first, there was um, you know news around Jamaica, news around the UK, news around um, France. There mm. was news around many places, Germany. Um, sure, you know yeah. the news did break out. I mean, it it went. You mm. know the news went so. To be put under that realm didn't really say that I had to develop a big head. All it said is just that, um, you know, keep working, keep pushing. Realize that your strides are not for nothing. Yeah. You know, that there's somebody always watching. And people might not always approve because that's the one thing that I learned in my journey is that approval from people sometimes you need to discard. Yeah. Your life is about doing the best that you can and according to whatever purpose that you're going to serve. I've had a lot of negatives, even currently at this present time, mm. just generally, because people are always going to judge you. Uh. People always have something to say, you know, in whatever that you do, because the world is always watching. Mm. But the most important thing is to listen to the greater divine voice. That is the one that's leading you into your destiny and where it is you're supposed to be. Because mm. not everything is going to come easy. Yeah. The most important thing are the strides that you're going to take in whatever challenge that you're given with in your life. Yeah. And you and your sisters are in the same industry, but somehow you maintain so your crazy. individuality. It's so crazy. And you still stay humble. Do you keep each other in check? Do you have those conversations you on have regular? To, you have to keep each other on in check because your friends, as much as you have friends outside, mm. they might not always be as honest as the people that you shared a womb with. Mm. So we keep each other in check. We are very honest towards each other and we respect each other because in our individuality, we've allowed, allowed each other to be ourselves in our journeys and understood that you do not impose on the next person. And people mm. have this assumption that we pushed each other. We don't push each other in terms of, oh, let me hook you up. There's no such thing. Yeah. Everybody developed their own paths mm. in their own way. The only difference is that each of us had somebody to go back home to. And to say, I need a shoulder to cry on. I need to understand something. And how do I do this? And how do I do that? Yeah. And yeah. you and you, you chose to stay at home. I mean, I'm saying you chose because you're yeah. an independent woman. You can do your own thing. Definitely. We know that. I chose to stay at home because it's very important for you to give back to home before you go and live a life of luxury. I'm very disheartened at the fact that there are people that move out of home but don't look after home. They don't understand that their, blessing, their blessings come from home. Mm. Everything you do begins at home. You cannot live a life of luxury where your mother is living in a shack and there's no food at home. Mm. Or where you cannot go to a place back when things are rough and say, this is home. Yeah. Why do we put ourselves under pressure to leave home? Because there's this ideology that, oh, I can't stand it. I need to live my life. Beyond can't standing and living your life, you must remember that you have siblings. You have people that look up to you. Tomorrow, if they don't flourish the way that you do, what are you going to say? Yeah. Because if, if I shine, we all shine. If you shine, I shine too. My sisters might do far way better than I do. But the most beautiful thing in my heart is knowing that, you know what? These girls came from the same home. Mm. Tomorrow, they will show their own appreciation in their own way, whatever values that they carry. What do you wish for your sisters? What do you pray for them? Whatever you can share, because I know you can't share all of it. I wish <laughs> the most beyond amount of success that God has wanted for them. For them to be 
absolutely incredible in, in who they are and to never allow anything to change the people that they are because the world will want you to be something whereas your heart speaks for more. So I wish, I wish wealth, I wish love, I wish abundance, I wish grace, I wish wisdom for them. Mm. I wish them contentment and I wish them peace. Yeah. I wish that was actually the last point. I should have asked that as the last question. <laughs> but I wanted to go to Mutsuading FM because we have to talk about that. As yes. Well and how that came about. Yes. First of all, it's, you know, being in Venek. And yeah, you are. You know you what? Know. Let me just say it's it's <laughs> difficult. Okay. And that's the thing. Listen, I will not paint As a, a brush that says especially. that I know everything. I do not know everything. That mm. is the difference. Is that I'm not afraid to say that I've decided to take on a challenge that had said that, you know, um, I've wanted to be on radio for a very, very long time. It's just that God did it very differently. Mm. He chose to really, really throw me in the deep end. But the difference is that I said that I would take on this challenge. It's either I succeed or fail. And mm. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Because I operate in spirit. Mm. Everything that I do, it's, it's it's difficult because there's a lot of criticism that comes with it. Because You're people not the want ideology. the authentic Setswana, that that hardcore. Exactly, but within, within like not even there's transition. There's transition. <laughs> there's change. There's different dialects. Mm. We have modern age people. You know, it's not to take away from the language with due respect. But also with that being said, there are different facets of that language mm -hmm. as is. Mm -hmm. There are different people of that language. There's a Zulu person out there in Soweto who wants to understand what Rufilo is saying. Mm -hmm. There is a young person out there that wants me to articulate in a language that they can speak to. Yeah. And it's hard. Sure. It's hard. Change is a difficult thing for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't like it. It's okay, you know, and I'm not perfect at it. But the difference is that I was willing to take that challenge. I did not sit at home and watch other people follow their dreams. Mm. I decided that, you know what, I'm going to do this. It's a growth point. It's learning. You must be that person. You can never say that you've arrived. You continue to grow and learn and to be amazing. Nobody's ever ready-made. Yeah. And this is what people don't understand. The greatest of the greatest went through years of the furnace and the fire and not being perfect at what they did from the beginning, but going through the learning phase and the process and taking the nonsense yeah, and saying, uh -huh. you know what? Because being on it's air okay. is just difficult on its own. Now doing that in a vernacular language that you, and I mean, it's your language, it's but crazy. still, you're not going to speak it on that level that people expect you to. Besides that, you're a person that uh, is, for me, I'm a global baby. So I've learned many things. Yeah. I'm a person of many languages. I try and learn from everybody. Now also you go to school, you articulate everything in English most of the time. Even when you go home, they say, okay, speak in English. So it's... it's. <laughs> I know. Like, I could never go to Mklobwene and do Mkosa, but... And my course has just deteriorated because in my adult life, I spoke Setswana basically yeah. for most of, of my time. So Yeah. But you know what? Tough. It's great. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's a learning journey. I love that the people that love me. Yeah. There's people that feel my heart and in my spirit and in what I do. And eventually one day it will pay off.
Refula, we could talk for two hours. I really don't want to let you go. But I you have know, to. why didn't we? Why didn't <laughs> you, you have me on for song, two so hours? We, I know. Okay, but you, you chose a song. So we're going to play your song yeah. and just end this with that. And this is uh, titled My Time by Kindred Family. Thank so, you so much. But thank you. Thank you so thank much you, for coming Thank you and God bless through. and I love your kindred spirit. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We love you too. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Ooh. 